F them birds. Am I right? Let's get to some Braves talk. It was ugly, it was not pretty, but it was a win. Welcome to Braves Talk, everybody. Iceman, Matt Freights, and on the other side, we got the pals, Coach and the OG. Welcome, gentlemen. Iceman, what's up? OG, Braves Nation, coming off a big W on Saturday night at Carver Arena. It was ugly at times. That's okay, let's be honest. It was ugly the whole time, but all that matters in the end is that we got the victory. So it was great to be a part of a big crowd, over 9,000 people at the game and I, I mentioned it last year on the Iceman and Coach show when we talked about this how it was great to be back at Carver with a, a full arena like it was at the Drake game the end last season and it, it, I'm glad that you know we had a big crowd for the Drake game this year and then an even bigger crowd for the Illinois State game and hopefully we get a nice one Wednesday against uh, SIU but there was a point in time where I wasn't sure if we were ever going to see this again and I could not be happier uh, that we are getting to experience it. It brought back some fond memories from back in the Mo days, 48, 45. And it was really kind of interesting, the, the entire game sitting there, the crowd, 9,000 plus, they're waiting for something really exciting to happen, a run. And we were just on the edge every time, we, you know, we get up three, four, five, and we're just waiting for that steal. and slam or three-pointer and get the crowd rocking and it built and then went flat again so but it was still exciting we love the win go be you i will admit i'm an hour ahead of you guys so it was a little bit later here and due to some family stuff i wasn't able to watch the game and the braves are now three and oh when i don't watch the game i did check in on the score but i made sure not to check in too often because that would count as a watch. So undefeated when I don't watch. And I think that that is a that's a good thing, I think, because we need as many wins as possible. But I saw the final score and I say it's ugly. And I don't mean that in a bad sense, but it's an ugly game. But it's also a rivalry game. And Brad, you have not talked about this on Iceman and Coach before about records don't matter. It comes down to these two teams just do not like each other. The fan bases do not like each other. And it doesn't matter how you get the win you get the win. So why don't you guys break down what you saw at the game because you guys were actually there. Yeah, so obviously a couple uh, points worth mentioning. Coach Coach Wardle got his 250th career win with the win on Wednesday night against Illinois State. So that is, uh, that's that's got to be a sweet one for him to get. And I do want to mention uh, Bradley fan and Braves Talk fan, Levi stopped by to say hi and introduce himself. Um, you know, said nice things about the podcast. It sounds like he's enjoying it. So Levi, thanks for doing that, man. It was uh, It was a real pleasure to meet you. Um, yeah, you mentioned it. The game was ugly, and it really was. And like Dad said, the crowd was desperate to get into the game, and we just couldn't seem to compound two or three positive plays in a row. And I don't mean – I mean like big plays, like get a stop, come down, make a bucket, get a stop, come down, hit that wide-open three to really take the lid off the crowd, and it never happened at any point in time. Uh, we were close, and, it, you know, 
But at the end of the day, we got the W. We played great defense. Coach Wardle was elated on the postgame show with uh, how well we played defensively because that's that's just that's his style of play. He loves that. And, um, you know, the compete, defend, rebound. We did two of those three things well. We competed, I thought, when when it was tough, right? When shots weren't falling, we kept competing. And we defended really well. Um, can't say the same thing necessarily about the rebounding, but they're a tough. There's a tough matchup for us on the glass. They got some big bodies, and we got some guys with some size. But it, it's tough to bang in there with their guys. And, and they were playing very physical. And these games have gotten more physical as the years gone on uh, with everybody, not just Illinois State with the rivalry. But I, I thought it was kind of on the verge of getting uh, chippy at times. It seemed, but. You know, things kind of, everybody kind of reeled it in before it got too bad, I thought. And then Duke Dean was the only player for the Braves in double figures with 11. And also worth mentioning, uh, Connor Linky, man. He came in, gave 17 strong minutes, had eight boards, one block, and a bucket. And again, a productive outing by him, a guy that embraces his role with the team. And, I mean, we need that, right? And because some of the other guys that we've played in that role or tried to play in that role, have not been able to do it consistent consistently without some major uh, major mistakes at some point in time. And while there may not be the flash or the offensive output, you know, from from Connor at times, he does a lot of those other things. Like again, in there banging with those big guys that Illinois State had and getting eight boards, uh, getting a bucket when he got the opportunity, and then just being in the right place defensively in general uh, and playing within the system. Yep, might take. On, on on the game, I don't know. We we played great defense. I thought we did. Was it a complete defensive game? Both both teams. I don't necessarily think so. Seventeen for sixty for ISU, twenty eight percent. Sixteen fifty four for us, twenty nine percent. But I think our defense had more of an effect on their field goal percentage than their defense had on ours. We were short on a lot of our shots. Had nothing because our shots were well, a lot of them were wide open, and we were just shooting them short. That has nothing to do with the defense, honest. And uh, some of the drives from Connor Linky, no, normally shots that you know the dual teardrop, you know they fall for him most of the time, and they were they were coming up short. That that is more on him getting you know Hickman. being being or yeah Hickman being a little tired, but uh, you know yeah a great defensive game. You know, we got out-rebounded because their athleticism, I think. And, you know, a couple of big bodies, but just their positioning was much better than where we were, so. But if you well, look at that one, they got that one big boy that's like 300 pounds, man. What, like, what's his last name? Is it, uh, um, it's a Walker? Chase Walker? Yeah, Chase Walker, uh, big mamma jamma. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, the guy, the buddy of us that sits behind us, he mentioned that I guess when he showed up on campus, Illinois State, he weighed over 400 pounds. Yeah. Foster, Foster, and, uh, and Foster they got him. He's got down the field. Good for him. Yeah. Foster um, had 16 boards. <laughs> good for him for doing that. But um, yeah, we struggled to make some shots. I got, I was getting a little, a little frustrated. Um, there was a gentleman that was sitting in front of us and he was just getting so pissed that we kept shooting threes. And, and I'm like, and to myself, I'm like, man, like you realize like we're one of the best, we have one of the best three point shooting percentages in the conference. Um, we shoot the ball really well from there. Obviously, no, it wasn't, but we weren't shooting the ball well from anywhere on the floor, to be honest with you, two point, three point. 
I mean, layups. I, we were struggling from anywhere. So I, it's like, I get it. Like you're like, you know, get closer, whatever, take it to the rim. But I, I agree, man. Like we are good enough from out there. The percentages are in our favor. Just keep shooting them. Keep shooting them. Keep shooting them. I got no problem with that at all. I mean, over the course of a season, you're going to have a, the range of outcomes for games that you're going to see is going to be pretty expansive. Like not every game is going to go the way that the team is built. And we do have a comment in here about whether Bradley is more offensive or defensive. And no matter how they are built, there are going to be games in which you're going to have to pull from your not as strong skill set, let's say, or something like that. But one of the things that tickles me as a statistician in my real life is Bradley went eight for 27 in both halves. It's just amazing that you would go and have the same amount of shots, make the same amount of shots. But when you look at the stats on both ends, it's like one of the most even games I've seen statistically. And it just came down to who was going to make that final shot, who was going to be the most clutch. Thankfully, thankfully for us, it was Braves. Yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a gritty and tough game, man. It was uh, one they had to kind of gut out. And Coach alluded to that again on the post game that he knew that you know this was their seventh game you know, our seventh game in seven days, or excuse me, goodness, third game in seven days, seven and seven would be crazy. Third game in seven days. And we, we got some tired legs. Absolutely. Guys are worn out. And that's one that was just all heart, honestly, because like shots weren't falling. We weren't able to impose our will. Um, it, it was a thing where we are the better team, um, but it, it, we weren't able to fall back on that just because of um, I think how gassed we might have been coming into the game, and it was just all heart and all effort. And sometimes you got to win that way, and that's how you're gonna have to. That's how you're gonna have to win if you want to get it done in St. Louis and Arch Madness. And you know you're gonna have these ugly games where it just comes down to who can, who has enough in the tank to make that final play to get you over the hump, like you said. Yeah, and one of the things I loved, because obviously I'm in Virginia and I wasn't watching the game, but just the amount of support, the amount of excitement on Twitter, everybody just excited that other people were at the game and even afterward. And I saw that you tweeted our, our buddy Tony Segetti about, I'm waiting for his spaces. And he's like, shit, I'm at the bar. Yeah, Tony is not celebrating, man. I don't blame him one bit. He did say, though, that um, we get the W uh, Wednesday night. He said he's going to fire one up, so that'll be fun. Hopefully we get to we get to do that and celebrate a win and that would clinch the number three number three spot in the league, which is where we were picked um, coming into the season. Obviously, a couple other things go our way throughout the year, and you know maybe we're in, in striking distance of another league championship. But all things considered, with some of the adversity this team has battled this season, I think you you take that third place finish. Uh, there's nothing there to be disappointed about or hang your head about, uh, in my opinion. It should also be noted that Duke Dean was voted Valley Player of the Week, I believe you said. So obviously we did our appreciation week last week, which was a rousing success and leads the team this week. So Rick, a little birdie tells me that you have done some prognosticating about how the Valley is going to go from here on out. So folks, the, let's see, Rick Stradamus, is that what you want to call him? Something like this. He has done his homework this week and he is ready to project how he thinks the Valley is going to go. So, Rick, the floor is yours to educate the masses. Uh, uh, real quick, I mean, just in the overall finish, and I can break it down afterwards, but I got Indiana State winning it outright, then Drake, us, you and I in the four spot. They tied with Belmont, but win on the net tiebreaker. Belmont's fifth, SIU will drop down to sixth. I do not see them winning out or winning even one. Ooh, Illinois State Birds 
will be in the seventh spot, Murray State eight, Moose State nine, Evansville ten, UIC, and then Valpo. Yeah, because I got us beating SIU. Bradley fan and everything. I'm rooting for Bradley, but the more intelligent, analytical, they can't go on the road. Somebody hasn't won a game at home. I can't sit here and, you know, actually say, but I'm going to root for it, and I'm hoping it happens. It's not going to make a difference in standings, um, but uh, I actually have Drake beating us on the last night. Hopefully not, but, I mean, you know, the logical side and everything says Drake will. Is that is that objectivity by the OG, yeah. Rick? Wow. Yeah. I'm, I love yeah. that, my man. I love hearing that. By the way, it should be noted that the team reached 20 wins for the fifth time in the last seven seasons. So thank you to the commenter who has pointed that out, something that we definitely missed in the pregame. But, Rick, I want to ask you something. So you're, you've prognosticated this whole thing. You have foreseen how this is going to go. But if you are worried most about a team outside of the top three, what is that team as of today? Northern Iowa. Um, it is a historical fact. Jacobson has that team playing. It doesn't matter who's playing for him. They are ready to play. They showed that last week, uh, Saturday, against Drake. They can be very tough. They beat us on their home court. They beat Drake. You know, pretty much. Was that back? I don't remember if that was back-to-back, but no, it couldn't have been. But, uh, you know, still, you know, they got a fairly easy, fairly easy way to go to finish out the uh, Valpo and SIU at SIU. That, that will probably be their toughest one. It's going to be a very exciting game to watch, but I still have Northern Iowa to pull it out because uh, SIU has been a little inconsistent down the road here, Blake. Well, and Jake's been in the league forever, and he knows these teams and these systems in and out, and he does a great job of getting his, his players uh, prepared. But that being said, our staff has been together uh, for nine years, and uh, at least three of them have been together for nine years, and they know this league in and out and the systems in and out, and they'll have our guys ready to go. And I'm glad that Bobby mentioned that, the 20 wins. That's definitely not to be overlooked. And, uh, man, you probably would have, we probably would have had to stack a few Geno seasons on top of each other uh, to get the 20, uh, I'm pretty sure. And I, I, by all accounts, man, he seemed like a solid, he seemed like a decent guy, um, a likable guy, but he just couldn't, couldn't win basketball games uh, when it was all said and done. And, and I mean, I don't think he's doing great at Stony Brook, doing good enough to keep his job, I guess, but I don't know how high the bar is there. Anyways, though, I'm glad the situation that we're in and, you know, another 20-win season in the books. Let me ask you guys something. So is it fair to say after or last week when we, or on Saturday, I think when we did our show, we did Duke, Duke Dean Appreciation Night, and it was kind of a seminal win, a win that we were looking for. And even though this was a hard-fought game, shots didn't go down and things like that, do you get the sense that that big win and that big moment has kind of catapulted the team emotionally because it seemed like maybe they were on the downtrend the way that the Northern Iowa game went? the way that they very emphatically win on the road, and then they get this game, which is a rivalry game. So do you guys feel a lot more confident about the team's psyche now? And Coach Wardle seems to be pumped about the way that the team is playing, even though it was a struggle this past weekend. I mean, oh. I, I I think that momentum's a weird thing, right? It's not really tangible, and it's something that I think people like to throw out there, and, and maybe it's one thing that you just say to feel good about yourself and build confidence. I don't know. Um, it's not up to me to decide if momentum is real or not, but I think we, if it is, I think we have a little bit of it. 
you know, even though the game Saturday night was close and we didn't play our best game, I think that the fact that we've seen that this team can find ways to win, um, they've been in all sorts of different games this year, man. Shootouts can, um, you know, come from behind down 23 at SIU, this muddied up, mucked up game against ISU and coming out and winning. So, you know, we've, we've seen this team in a lot of, the, they can win different ways is what I'm trying to say. And you got to feel good about that heading into the postseason. I, I do. You ask, you know, do I do I think that it, the Missouri State win sort of catapulted things? I don't know if I would. It'd be nice to say that because, you know, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. But I think that it was uh, more than anything, it probably just functioned as a, a reminder to the team, I would think, that, you know, they still have that in them, that they're just fine, that they can bounce back from a little bit of adversity and get back on track. And that, you know, nothing's changed. They are still the same team that's made up of some great players that play well together. And just because they had a couple couple of rough ones in a row, it it doesn't change anything, right? We just get back on track, get back to business, and find ways to win basketball games. Yeah, and I I need to go back here to the standings real quick because if uh, everything finishes as I my projection is, that you and I team would be on the other side of the bracket. (laughs) The team that would be left would be, the Redbirds, of course, and they they end up they would have to go through and beat Drake to get to us. We would get the winner of the Southern UIC game. Hopefully, we can get that. It's tough to beat a team three times in a year. So, hey Rick, let me ask you a question. So, when you guys, because you guys have been to Arch Madness, I obviously have not, and I'm I'm new to all the rivalries and all this. Is it fair to ask that? The rivalries, are they different when you're in a neutral site? I mean, obviously, when you're at one court versus the other, you're at Carver, it's packed, it's loud, it's exciting. Is it the same vibe when you go on the road in St. Louis, or do you feel the same, is it the same, or is it a little bit different because it's a neutral court, maybe you have a bunch of fans from different uh, different fan bases there? I think it's a different feel. I mean, it, it has the excitement, but there's more on the line, you know, obviously. And if, you know, Illinois State's been coming on. You can probably expect a lot of Redbird fans there this year. Uh, Bradley fans, there's going to be a bunch of them there. So it's going to be an exciting game. I mean, if that was to come down to that. But uh, I think what, yeah, and I think what makes it, what makes it interesting is, like you mentioned, you have a mix of different fan bases that are, you know, people that have, have all session tickets that are waiting for their game after yours or they're there that stayed after their game to watch or they want to see who they play next. And, you get this mix of different fan bases rooting for or against you in some cases. And it creates a unique environment, I think, sometimes. And, yeah, of course, there's there are there's more on the line. It, it, there's, you know, and Vidal in the comments is saying it right there. There's about four teams that travel well and the rest don't show up. So it is, you know, in some games you may have a really good atmosphere with uh, between two programs that have good fan bases that travel. But you may have, uh, you know, on, on Thursday possibly – during the first round, you may have a couple teams, you know, maybe like UIC and now UIC and Valpo aren't playing each other, but if they were, there may be 50 people there to watch it, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of, it is sort of weird. I think you have to mentally get yourself prepared sometimes to play in a game. It's a big time game that maybe isn't in a big time environment from a crowd perspective. So, you know, that, that I think adds an interesting dynamic to it. And maybe some people look at it as there's fewer distractions that way, but you know what you're going to hear? You're going to hear every chirp from every fan in the building when there's only, you know, then there's a couple hundred of them as opposed to 
you know, six or 7,000. And I just want to say, Vance, this comment, what you're talking about is what Brad and I are going to look like in Charlotte in a couple of weeks when we go for the first and second round of the NCAA tournament, because most likely we won't have a team in the race in Charlotte. So we will be shifting toward all of the underdogs as good neutral fans as we are. So, Rick, you got the standings there. What are some of the games that intrigue you this week in the Valley that you think are going to be important besides Bradley's next game, which we'll get to? Oh, gosh. Um, Murray State Belmont, uh, Wednesday night. That's going to be a home game for Murray. Um, that's going to be a a big one for them because they're two in-state rivals, be like Bradley and Illinois State. The others, I mean, nothing really stands out uh, as as big, big, important factors. I mean, it's usually right in the middle, the Belmonts, the Murray State, UNI, and SIU, you know, these games, Bradley game with SIU. So yeah, from the top of the league's pretty well sorted out at this point. You know, yeah. I, I mean, truthfully, it might have seen the crazy happening. Uh, there's a there's a little bit of movement that I think could happen there in the middle, but it is kind of weird that we're we're down here with just two to play, and there's not like there's not some big matchup looming uh, like last year with Bradley and Drake. You know, it's just like all right, let's just get through these last couple of games and get to the tournament. Uh, that's what it feels like to me. But Rick, of the two teams, Belmont or Murray State, which one do you want to win more for Bradley's chances in the in Arch Madness? Belmont. That's who I want. It's it's going to be a tough game. And because them. you're a closet Belmont. Yes, I was going to say that. Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, but Belmont doesn't play very good defense. So you're all about the bees, not just the bee, the bees. That's right. The killer bees like the Houston Astros back in the day. So, Rick, let's get to the matchup coming up with uh, Bradley and Southern Illinois. So, I, Brad, you mentioned earlier that was the big comeback earlier this year. I think it was 23 points at one point. Is that the biggest comeback in Bradley history? I thought it was. Um, I thought it was, too. It, we, if not, it was up there. program records this year. Obviously, this has a lot of implications with SIU slotted right underneath. So I think a win here, I think, pretty much guarantees that Bradley's going to get the third seed in Arch Madness. So what are some of the keys to the game, OG? Yeah, I uh, rebounding, keep our, keep our uh, turnovers down. Hit our shots, of course. We can't come out dead to the world. You know, we got to take the, take the lid off the, off the rim early. And then uh, uh, keep them in check. Don't let them go off like they did the uh, first time we played them. What about you, Brad? Those are, no, I, I mean, I agree. I'm not, I don't have like a uh, thorough, intimate knowledge of um, SIU. I know that, you know, they're, they're another team that's got a strong defensive philosophy. Um, obviously, Xavier Johnson is going to be in the running for player of the year. Um, and and he, he's a ton and he's going to have to be accounted for. And hopefully uh, Malavai is able to pick up that uh, pick up that burden and deal with it, which he's been able to do that all year against the opponent's best guys. So I'm not too concerned there. But you know, and, and Vidal said right there, the big the bigs got to stay out of foul trouble. Uh, that's that's absolutely true. Mal and Darius, especially Almar, with the way he's been kind of coming on with the shot, you'd like to see him be able to stay on the floor and get more of those opportunities. And he's got to stay out of foul trouble and play well defensively to do that. Dad mentioned the boards again. You want to see us. Keep competing on the boards. There are times again. We are we are going to be physically outmatched at times just because we don't. We've got some guys that are tall. We've got length. We just don't have a lot of beef, man. Like the and um and yeah, you can do some things to overcome that. I'm not a X's and O's expert when it comes to the game of basketball, but I'm sure there are things you can do to overcome being, um, you know, overcoming that physical disparity that may exist in the paint. Just another solid effort. You. You'd hope we can come out and knock down some shots early and build that confidence up and not have to dig ourselves out of a 23-point hole. 
that would be less than ideal. Um, super helpful. And, I, and it is, you know what, it is uh, also worth mentioning, it is senior night. So um, hopefully there's a great turnout. I know that, uh, you know, Connor Linky, I believe, will be recognized. Malavai, uh, I want to say Gonar. Someone, someone in the comments can correct me. I believe that Gonar will be uh, recognized as well. So a chance to see those guys in action one more time. Uh, at Carver, um, obviously, we're going to get to see him a few more times this year, hopefully well in the March. Uh, other than that, man, it's, again, like I've said every game so far, this is more about Bradley Bradley against Bradley than it is about SIU. If Bradley plays their game, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it sounds cliche, but that's really what it's about, is just them showing up and do, you know, playing within their system and, and doing the things that the program hangs its hat on. It would be nice after this last game, which was tough and physical and gritty, to have a more even performance where maybe they don't have to be or put so much mileage on their bodies, right? Such a tough game. And they can be a little bit more fresh heading into the last game of the season. I mean, you can't always, you're asking for like a blowout, but it's like, it'd be nice if this was an easy game, something that we could just get through and not have to worry about it. Because after that physical game, it takes a toll. And we could use a little bit of rest in some of these legs being a little bit fresher. So I think next week, guys, I think we should shout out some of the seniors that are all of the seniors that are uh, celebrated at senior night. So we, we, we will make sure to do that. And before we get to the end here, do you guys have anything you'd like to share with the very large crowd that we actually have here tonight? No, just thanks uh, for everybody for tuning in, hopping in the comments, sharing your thoughts, and it's great. This is kind of growing episode by episode. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I look forward to kind of going on this ride through the postseason and Arch Madness, and hopefully uh, we, get, you know, we get to stay tuned in to some Bradley basketball well into March, and I'm excited about that. And uh, you kind of mentioned you'd hope for an easy game. There are no easy games in the Valley, right? Landmines everywhere, um, right? And so... I'm sure it'll be a tough one again tomorrow, Wednesday night, not tomorrow, Wednesday night, and then another tough one um, this weekend against Drake. But again, thanks everybody for the support. Appreciate it. And uh, go be you. What about you, Rick? Anything else? Yeah, again, thanks for the support, everybody, for coming out and listening, jumping on here and uh, putting in your comments, questions. Uh, other thing I'd just like to say is everybody in the Valley plays their final game Sunday. The eight teams that will play Thursday, they have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then then they'll, they'll be playing Thursday. So they got that rest. The top four guys, top four teams, they have an extra day's rest. Everybody plays going to be playing with the same amount of rest except for those eight teams. That's why it's hard to, to win four in a row. But, you know, everybody's going to be with the same exact situation. And it's going to be an important game, an important weekend. And I just want to say as well, while we are not here for long periods of time, one of the things we don't want to do is waste your time. We want to get to the point. We want to have that interaction, give you some of our analysis, our opinions, and allow others as well to talk about this. Hopefully, Tony Stigetti will put a, a spaces together, as he mentioned, after the SIU game. And we will be back right after that to break it down after a couple of days to either cool off or heat up, depending on whatever the the outcome of the game was, but I do want to say exactly what they said and thank everybody who has come here. Every single episode has gotten better. It is so fun from our end, and it's so fun to see more and more Bradley fans in this and engaging us, and we can't thank you enough. It's humbling for me, and I'm not from the area, obviously, so for those two guys over there to have somebody come up and say they love what we're doing, 
I can tell you for Brad, that means the world. And we just hope that that continues. And we hope that you see us as a continuing trusted voice in the community. So before we get out of here, if you want to follow us, if you're not already on X at Iceman and Coach, Twitter at INC Sports, Facebook, INC Sports. And if you want to find us or other podcasts, MattySmedia.com, where we have other podcasts like my sneaker podcast. Hope this finds everybody well. I hope this finds everybody safe. And we'll talk to you next time. This is some Braves talk. and viewpoints expressed on INC Sports are those of Matt Freights, Brad Powell, and their guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. INC Sports is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and Brad Powell and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.